Hey, welcome to Feeling Twisty. In the last episode, uh, number 36, I was talking about how I started to understand what Neville was talking about, about the Bible not being about necessarily historical figures, but an outline, the Old Testament as an outline of the spiritual awakening, what happens in all of us. And then the New Testament is along the same lines, except you can look at it as its fulfillment, written by people who knew the scriptures in the Old Testament, but then it, were actually experiencing it inside them, a spiritual experience and not something on the outside. And I've come across a couple of different verses, well, a whole chapter in the Old Testament that points toward that. In Psalm 78, it starts off with, I'm paraphrasing it in my own language, but he, the writer says, hey, listen up, I'm telling you parables and riddles. Listen up, I'm telling you a story, a parable. And then the rest of the chapter, it talks about all of the stuff that the Old Testament talks about that we grew up learning that they were real people. It talks about Jacob and the uh, Hebrews being exiled to Egypt and their, their run from Egypt, their exodus from Egypt, all the way down through uh, David. And, and at the end of the chapter, it talks about the Lord wake, wakes up, the Lord awakens and finds his son David. And at the very beginning of the chapter, it says, hey, listen up, I'm telling you a story. I'm telling you a parable. I'm giving you riddles, the things we've heard from our fathers and we should tell our children so they would know. But it says right there that it's stories, stories meant to teach a lesson, not true history of actual people. And then in Galatians, uh, Galatians chapter four, Paul is talking about, now Paul, I, I don't know if Paul was an actual person named Paul. I don't think so, because his name, each name, the names mean something, especially in the Old Testament. But anyway, it was written by someone who experienced this as something inside themselves, this realization. Throughout Paul's writings, he talks about, I once regarded Jesus Christ as uh, in human form, as a human but now I see him, I understand him as spirit. And then he chides the Galatians in one verse, why, do you, why did you start with the spirit and end with the flesh? Why do you believe that Jesus was publicly portrayed as crucified? But and specifically what I'm talking about is Galatians 4, when he's talking about, he's, he references Abraham, the story of Abraham. If you're not familiar with it, it's an Old Testament story where it kind of all begins. Abraham was promised to, uh, promised a son. And so Paul talks about, well, let me go back to the story. So Abraham in the story, they were old. Abraham and Sarah, his wife, were too old, they believed, to have children. So Abraham hooks up with his uh, servant, Hagar, and they give birth to Ishmael. And then Sarah becomes pregnant. And they give birth to Isaac. Isaac means he who laughs or just laughter. Anyway, so the story that Paul is pointing out, Paul talks about how that story that I was raised to believe was absolutely true was 
an allegory. He says it in chapter 4, verse 24 of Galatians, that the story of Abraham and giving birth to Ishmael and Isaac was told as allegory. An allegory is an expression, a story using fictional characters to express a truth. So Paul says there again that those stories that you learned were spiritual stories. They're not historical fact as far as people go. And so that's what Neville talks about. And after I found, I came across, well, I didn't discover it. It's been there, but I've never had it pointed out to me in church where it says, I'm about to tell you some parables and riddles and then tells the whole story of the Hebrew children. And then Paul says that Abraham is an allegory. And in the beginning of the New Testament, by the way, where it gives the lineage of the descendants of Abraham all the way to Jesus, including David, and it links Jesus directly with the lineage of Abraham. But then Paul says, hey, Abraham's allegory. So if Abraham's allegory, then from what I can tell, my own experience, the entire thing is allegory. It's all personifications of states of being, states of mind within us, each one of us. We all have that in us. You may not agree, that's fine. If I was listening, me from just several years ago, was listening to myself, this podcast, I'd say this, this guy's having his acid flashbacks, something, he's tripping on something. But this is just what I've discovered. And if you, whether you agree, agree with me or not about that or anything I say, uh, don't ever just take what I say to heart or take what anybody says. Neville, Mr. 2020, your pastor, the president, Congress, the media. I used to be a reporter. I can tell you, do not take their word for it. <laughs> anyway, don't ever take anybody's word for it and just accept it. Do what the Bible says in Psalms. Commune with yourself on your bed. No, not that. But commune with yourself. Go within and ponder these. Contemplate the things I'm talking about and the things you're wondering, you're curious about. So commune with yourself on your bed. Ask yourself these questions, whatever it is you want. And know and trust that you have the answer. And you will get the answer. I guarantee it. Do that. So today I want to talk about uh, I digress right off the bat, or is this the di am I digressing now? I want to talk a, a little bit about revision. So uh, revision, and I'm going to read a quote from Neville from his lecture, Awakened Imagination. Uh, in his book, Awakened Imagination, I know for sure a few of my listeners have that book by Neville Goddard. Uh, he's got a lot of great books. I suggest getting them all and reading them, but... In Awakened Imagination, there's a chapter, The Pruning Shears of Revision. You can check that out, too. So let me, I'm just going to read the, his uh, quote from the lecture. This is from a 1954 lecture, Awakened Imagination, not the book, but it's the same stuff. Now, this morning, this morning, I have brought you the means by which this mighty power in us may be awakened. I call it the art of revision. I take my day and I review it in my mind's eye. 
I start with the first incident in the morning. I go through the day. When I come to any scene in my unfolding day that displeased me, or if it didn't displease me, if it was not as perfect as I thought it could have been, I stop right there and I revise it. I rewrite it. And after I have rewritten it so that it conforms to the ideal I wished I had experienced, then I experience that in my imagination as though I had experienced it in the flesh. I do it over and over until it takes on the tone of reality. And experience convinces me that the mo that, that moment that I have revised and relived will not recede into the past. It will advance into my future to confront me as I have revised it. If I do not revise it, these moments, because they never recede, they always advance, will advance to confront me, perpetuating that strange, unlovely incident. But if I refuse to allow the sun to descend upon my wrath, so that at the end of a day, I never accept as final the facts of the day, no matter how factual they are, I never accept them, and revising it, I repeal the day and bring about corresponding changes in my outer world. I like what he says there that uh, if it's something that dis displeases him, he revises it. Or if it's something that was, it was good, but let's make it better. Let's revise it to make it better. I like that. So that's what I'm talking about today a little bit. My experience, well, I revise all the time. And whether you're calling it an imaginal act or a feel it real session or going into the silence, it's all the same mechanism, the same tool. It's still your imagination. But when he's talking about revision, it's changing something, going back in and something you've already experiencing or have already experienced and revising it in imagination to conform to what you want. Okay, so last night, yesterday afternoon, I'm uh, paying bills and I check to see if one of the payments went through my bank account. And I notice that, that the debit, the auto draft for my uh, car insurance, which was expected, it went through. But I noticed it was like 40 bucks, $40, uh, $45, $50 more, something like that. And I had a moment, a moment of, ugh, what the hell, kind of thing. And then I, I didn't perpetuate that. I just uh, figured by, at that point it was 5 o'clock anyway, after 5 o'clock. So I didn't get upset. I just figured I'd just talk to them today or the next day. So, which is fine. I really wasn't concerned about it. But this morning... I was thinking about it, and I started remember, remembering that moment, sitting on my bed looking at my computer and thinking about, well, my reaction, it wasn't really bad like it could have been, like it has been in the past when something like that happened. You know, in the past, maybe you've done something like me, you see something like that more than, you know, they take out more than they expected, and I didn't get a notice from State Farm saying, hey, we're upping your premium. In the past, I would have flipped the, you know what, out. 
I would have gone crazy. I would have been livid at them and gone, you know, down this whole rabbit hole of they always do that. They don't care. Our agent promised they care about us. We've been with them for over 30 years. What if they don't give a crap about us? Big corporations are only out to get money, to scam us, to get money. I'm going to quit them. I'm finding a new insurance company. All these things. It would have totally ruined my night. I didn't do all that. But as I'm thinking about that moment from yesterday, my initial reaction, I thought, let me make it better. Let me revise that. So it just took a few moments. I went in imagination. I was actually driving my daughter to school, so I wasn't lying down in bed or in my prayer closet or anywhere special. I was just driving to school. But in my mind's eye, I put myself back on my bed, laptop in front of me, and I put, I made there then, or there, I can't, I made then now. <laughs> I made then now. I put myself in imagination back on my bed the previous night into that moment. And I didn't revise it into something totally unnatural. I would, I did there's no way I would have revised it to, oh, cool, good, State Farm took more money out than, than I expected. And that did not feel natural to me. But and that's, to me, that was just in the moment kind of kooky to try to do. And that would have, to try to force that kind of reaction uh, for me would have just created war within me, to, trying to make it an opposite, you know? And I want to deal with opposites. So I just sat there uh, in my imagination, looking at the laptop for just a moment. And I chose an indifference. I reacted with an indifference. There was no moment of, ugh, great, they took more than I expected. So that little bit, I just revised. And I didn't make revise it to, hell yeah, I'm spending more money. I just revised it to, oh, all right, I'll call tomorrow. Just an indifferent reaction, which is perfectly fine. That felt great. And my whole morning changed because I, I had noticed there was a little bit of attention this morning within me, just a little bit of, oh, I got to talk to State Forum. And I started thinking about that. I talked about the other day about what Neville says, taking an uncritical view at your thoughts and your experiences and to notice what you're imagining. So I was doing that this morning. Instead of just staying tense, I just dropped my phone. Hold on a second. This will be edited out. Not really. Anyway, I hope that wasn't too noisy for you guys. Uh, where was I? Oh, my tension. I was tense this morning and so I spent a few moments noticing what I was imagining and I was thinking why well, I didn't really haven't really been worried about it and that's when I remembered the night before my initial reaction just a little seed I planted of Ugh. and that proceed that went forward into the future to confront me the following morning so on my way to school this morning that's what I did just revise that moment to just an indifference 
money's not a problem. They're not out to get me. I'll figure it out. I'll find out why it went up tomorrow morning. Just a little moment, revising it to just an indifferent reaction, my own experience. I didn't revise it to looking at the statement and seeing that it's back to what it should be or lower than it should be. I didn't do that. Like instead of it going up, trying to imagine, oh, look, they gave me a pay cut, a cut on premiums. Thank you, insurance commissioner. Why? Why do all the battle? Why fight that, create that battle within you? For me, the best answer, the best thing to do, what I, at least what I chose in the moment this morning, revise it to an indifference. Just, all right, I'll figure it out in the morning. I'll find out. I'll call him in the morning. And it totally changed how I experienced the rest of the morning. There was no more tension, completely gone, no worry about it. And I did talk to them, an easy explanation of what happened. And in the conversation, found out there's some ways to, looks like, save some money. So this little thing caused the call. And then now I'm going to be saving money, actually. So, and you might think, well, the call, it, he, it went up already for the reason yeah, right, but my experience, I went back and revised that moment and my experience presently completely changed how I was feeling. And had I been in a crap mood since the night before and I called screaming at him, chewing them out, probably never would have gotten to the point of the conversation of finding out how I can save some money. So revision works. And you can revise all day long as you go throughout the day. Revise what you're knucklehead boss is telling you don't like the evaluation they gave you or the answer about the raise or just a snide remark from your in-laws and you didn't like how you felt or your reaction to it if an idea if, if a moment comes back to you if you remember something even years ago something comes up in your mind instead of thinking back and regretting it or stirring up the anger go back to that moment in imagination and change your reaction, change your experience with it. And it precedes you into the future to confront you, good, bad, or indifferent. So make it good and make the good better. I think I covered just about everything I want to talk about today. All right, look, let me hear your stories or your questions. Questions or stories about your experience with imagination. Send them to me at feelingtwisty at gmail.com. And uh, or find me on Instagram, Feeling Twisty, or Facebook. We have a little Facebook page. All right, guys. I love you. This is Feeling Twisty.